Okay. All right. High energy. Welcome, everyone, to Pen Pen Pals for another episode talking about Steins Gate. Today, if I'm not mistaken, it's episodes 11 and 12. I'm Alex. Hi, this is Lixa. We're minus Ben again. He's dealing with baby things, but we have two returning guests, friends of the show, favorites of ours. Please welcome Sin and Sophie. Hi. Oh my gosh. Uh, for anyone who this is the first episode they're listening to, Sin and Sophie are Sinclair Lore on YouTube. Uh, they're fantastic. They do lore videos. They they do a lot of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. And and what are you working on right now? I hear you might be working on something with robots. Yeah, we've started doing uh, Armored Core 6 content. Which I've really been enjoying. I uh, so just want to apologize because this is the second time I've been on this with something wrong with my throat. This time it's bronchitis. <laughs> oh well we hope we hope it's not too uncomfortable uh no, ben fine. is actually joining us so hold on this oh, is no way a new challenger enters the chat wait are you t- teasing us or is this actually happening no here he comes <laughs> oh, oh my gosh this is ben hey daddy oh, <laughs> hey how's it going hey. have you been getting enough sleep uh yes let me see sorry my audio is your audio is coming out of my computer versus microphone so give me a second ben is like yeah solid three hours every night (laughs) (laughs) and ben just to keep you like up to date here sophie does not have bronchitis but she's doing a sexy smoky voice for us tonight I'm sure that's treat. very accurate. I'm sure it's you're a, a pen pen pals exclusive representing yeah. her completely accurately. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how Blix to do. Okay, so so you're working on Armored Core Six stuff. Is there yeah. anything you're excited? Like, are you enjoying the game? Does making the lore stuff excite you? S- Sin absolutely went uh, all in on it, which I was not expecting. Uh, this is my Armored Core notebook. Holy oh, oh. shit! <laughs> What? All of the Michigan quotes are there. He's a very misunderstood character. Agreed. Um, He's a very, very good coach. Why don't you start a sewing club together and stitch that damn mouth of yours shut? He's hard to pin down, like the the lake he's named after. (laughs) Yeah, we love, we all love Armored Core 6. We love all the characters. We are officially an Armored Core 6 channel. We're going to do to Armored Core 6 what we did to Bloodborne. All right. Oh my gosh, looking forward to all of it. You already taught me that all of the the Balaam people, the guns, uh, the red guns, that they're all named after bodies of water. I did not yeah. get that right off the bat, mm-hmm. so thank you. <laughs> and Sophie, why yes. is Iguazo named after a waterfall? Because he's always crying. Oh, oh poor Iguazu. I feel bad for Iguazu. I think we yeah. were very fair and even-handed with Iguazu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, but um, he's very he's very divisive. We got a lot of comments that are like um, fucking hate Iguazu, and a lot of comments <laughs> that are I can't believe you're repeating the I hate Iguazu me. Yeah, he gets a bad rep. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a he can't stop failing. Uh, unlike Okabe, who can't stop succeeding, but unintentionally every time. <laughs> Is that what's um, happening? Well, he th- their inventions work. He doesn't they know do. why they work, but they all work. That is true. 
So I, I know that Sin and Sophie are caught up. Ben, are you caught up on all things Steinsgate? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched through the series before we started, so I didn't have a chance okay. to rewatch these episodes. And I think probably today I'm just going to do the first one. All right. Well, let's let's uh, uh, let's get into it then. Unless do we have any updates uh, uh, from Blix or Ben on anything? Well, I mean, I guess my my update is that our uh, baby girl, Lucy, was born. Uh, ten days ago now, something like that. So uh, yeah, very just born very healthy, eating very well. Uh, so we're we're proud of her and very I don't know, feeling very fortunate that that things went well. Got a little mm-hmm. bit of diaper rash, which uh, is a scourge. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my little life update. Yeah, yeah, that's joyous. We're all just so happy. <laughs> Blixa, anything with you? Well, I was just wondering, the current emerging generation is Generation Z. What comes after that? I think Alpha. <gasps> we have to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just burst Generation Alpha. Mm-hmm. Is, is Z over? Is it? Are we on Alpha now? I don't know. I don't know where the cutoffs are. They've had their time. I mean, this is the end of history, according to that one guy. Francis Fukuyama. Fukuyama. That's the yeah. one. Fukuyama. Last time on, dude, where's my IBM 5100? After Ruka's D-mail, Okabe w- awoke to a world without computers. Well, without one very important computer. Ferris sextorted the FGL's time travel secrets from Daru as Okabe struggled to delineate the differences in the current world line. Unlike the previous line, everyone in this one had already met Moika, but this finger seemed less shiny and still unable to acquire the IBM for herself. At Ferris's luxury penthouse, we learned that in addition to the maid cafe, her family owned pretty much all of Akihabara. Ferris was granted FGL membership and the privilege of sending the next email. After Okabe placated Makise, the deed was done and Ferris's distant, and possibly dead, father was returned to her. Reeling from the changes to the city wrought by Ferris's wish, Okabe made a complete ass of himself by assaulting a now cis female Ruka. Punished and banished from the apartment, Okabe sat down to talk with Suzuha, who revealed that she was in Tokyo to look for her father. Lots of dad issues emerging in this one. Okabe listened like a true friend and convinced Suzuha to show up for a party that the FGL would throw for her. Or so he thought. After failing to find her father, Suzuha sent a farewell text, prompting Okabe to send a D-mail of his own to keep Suzuha in the city. And all the while, CERN was watching. Will we ever discover Moika's deal? Is Suzuha's father her only reason for visiting? Can Okabe stop assaulting people? Let's find out. Um, okay. All right. Uh, if everybody's ready, Ben will give us mm-hmm. a countdown. All right. Three, two, one, play. I feel like I keep noticing something new in these openings every time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What do you got this time? The hourglass. In my defense, they do flash those images pretty quick. Yeah, it's sort of the Evangelion, like, uh, (laughs) subliminal imagery thing. Uh Uh-huh. I'm still trying to figure out the significance of when they all line up, uh, Suzuha is the only one facing the same direction as Okabe. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Sciencey magazine. (laughs) Yeah. So she's a big deal. (laughs) I missed the part where she was, like, a child genius. Mm-hmm. because it's anime and i just assumed okay she must be realistically like in her late 20s no she's like 18 
Well, and they're all like 20. No, none of them are 20. The oldest anyone can be is 19 because they're not old <laughs> enough to drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is it the same drinking age in Japan? 21? 20. Oh, 20. Uh, 20, yeah. And I, th- I think the way it works is it's not actually your birthday, but there's like adult day every year. And you all become adults with like people 20, in your yeah. cohort together. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh, that's actually in um, the new Fully Cooly, the adult day thing. Hmm. Is is the new Fully Cooly? Do you like it at all? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they do it as uh, it's it's one six episode season, but it's two distinct stories. Hmm. First one, it just went in one ear and out the other. I don't even remember it properly. Mm-hmm. Second one is kind of okay. But we're at the stage where kind of okay is like, that's all, I'm willing to settle for that. <laughs> so this was set in 2010. Yeah. When did, when did all your bass come out? When was that viral? Mm. That was the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an old it one. Was, yeah, it was like very early 2000s. I started making a list of all the like Steinsgate equivalents of real world things they use. Like they eat Prangles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That came up before. Then I was like, is this going to be a parallel universe where like it actually is called Prangles and at the end they end up in our world where it's Pringles. It's like a Mandela effect thing. I think Alex made that like same, yeah. same joke. Yeah. Wow. Psychically linked. Do we know anything about Okabe's family? Mm-mm. Not no. yet. I bet he's got dad issues. <laughs> I mean, he's an anime protagonist, so... <laughs> Okay, so some more inappropriateness from Ocarine. <laughs> it was an accident. He yeah. Oh my gosh, you even your said, self said he could call out through the yeah. door to them yes. first. That is an yeah. error in judgment. But if they were being attacked, it would have alerted the attacker. Oh, the surprise. Mm-hmm. Was he trying to go see his friends naked? It was an accident. Okay, well, there is a difference between intent and execution. Yeah. And I am on the side of the wronged party, and I am more concerned with the execution. Yeah, and I, I think agree. Got, we should I think, execute Ocarina. I think he got, <laughs> think he got hit in the head again. He did get hit in the head again. I think this is more excusable than the groping. Yeah. The absolutely. repeated gropings. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I do agree with you. His intentions were not pervy, his intentions were not shitty. But my problem is that. The show moves on from his uh, indiscretions too quickly. Like he gropes Ruka and like the next scene, Ruka's fine with him. The whole place is fine with him. And just now, like he just uh, walked in on them. And like the very next scene, maybe it's more comment on Mayuri than the the setup of it. But Mayuri's like, are you okay? It's like, is he okay? (laughs) Who cares about him? Yeah. Man, y'all are a tough crowd. (laughs) <laughs> Alex, I'll just go on record. If I thought you were in trouble or or killed, I would barge in on you naked. Okay, good, 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 good. That's I mean, wonderful. I would be naked. <laughs> <laughs> just to even the playing yes, field, yes, you know. Yeah. Okay, so it is a a fairly happy episode until the end mm. when it becomes obviously distressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sinner Sophie, what what do you think of this episode? What do you what do you feel in about any of these characters so far? Um, it very much does feel like it's just putting the pieces in place for episode twelve. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird to think about them as two distinct episodes. To me, it feels more like it's one like forty five minute thing that is being 
act in the middle. Yeah, definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Well, we definitely have a developing relationship. Oh, who do you mean? Makise and Okabe. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of tension there. And in these two episodes, I think especially in this, the next episode, we'll see like, I brought up that this kind of felt like a harem anime in previous episodes and mm. like got some pushback. And I, I totally agreed with the pushback when it happened. But now more and more, I'm like, all of these chicks are into Okabe. I, I, th- I think it is. No. I think it what? is a harem. Yeah. Okay. I I'm going to be the lone outlier again. They're all into Ok. No. Yeah, I, I don't know that Mayori's into Okabe, but uh, Suzuha and Makise are definitely into Okabe, and I think it ends up being all of them. Hmm. I don't remember that, but I'd say where we are right now, mm-hmm. Makise is warming up to him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know in what capacity because it still feels like a budding friendship, not a budding romance. I mean, they did have. Oh, no, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. I think that, that's the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but Suzuha? Suzuha's a goofball. And they have like a goofball banter. But, but like what been, feels romantic to you? I, I don't think it even has to be romantic, but it has the, you know, you have pretty much, so it's a little bit, you have Daru as this other male character. But other yeah. than that, it's pretty much just Okabe and then this group of female characters that like each have their own sort of types, right? There's like the, I don't know. But, well, it's it's based on a visual novel, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming like that has different paths you can take. Like different endings. Yeah. So that to me, like does tie into the whole harem thing. Mm. Yeah. But it's like you have this protagonist and it's like, who's he going to end up with? It's up to you, the player to decide. Yeah. It, it's like not quite a dating sim because yeah, the yeah. dating isn't necessarily the point, but I yeah, think the different yeah, paths yeah. you take, Absolutely. he goes on yeah. dates with Ruka or Makase. Yeah. You, you yeah. pick your own best girl. Yeah. Yeah, you mm. give her a number. <laughs> yes. Well, that might be true with a visual novel. And all of you might feel what you feel, and that's valid. I just, I don't feel the sexual romantic tension. Okay. Do you, Would you say that Makise and Ruka, at least, both have romantic feelings for Okabe? At this I would point? say more so Ruka. Okay. I, I don't know where Makise's head is yet. But okay. that said... I am a lesbian, and we notoriously cannot tell when anyone is interested ever. So, oh, well, you know, Okabe can be a good guy sometimes. That's true. That's where Makisa is at right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? What's with the? Uh, why is there always like a redheaded woman who has like some connection to America, or she's like an alien or something? <laughs> She's always a girl with like red or pink air, hair. That's just that's just temper. life, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's sort of exotic. You haven't encountered that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do. Uh, uh, I would love to see Haruko Oharahara come into this show. Steinskate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nuts to the future. I'm from space. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is a, uh, uh, we're setting up kind of a, a time of uh, transformation. Um, yeah, there's yeah. the cicada at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, as Sophie pointed out. And there's, uh, we get a full moon that's cloudy. So maybe like, we can't see the transformation yet, but it's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm just really excited about uh, the next episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We did figure out that, we don't know what the mechanism is, but we did figure out that this this big CRT TV 
in the shop downstairs is acting as the lifter. And I don't understand what that term means, but that's the one of the components for the time travel thing. It's the yeah. reason they could only send emails during certain parts of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, do we learn anything else in this episode? Learned Makase might work for CERN. Suzu Ha mm-hmm. says so anyway. Um, yeah. And then mysteriously, the computer is now also connected to, to CERN at the so, end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's designed to make you think uh, Kuresu is the one who connected it initially. Oh, okay. well, so much time. I, no, but I, I don't department. see my, my take on um, Suzu. What's, is, what's she, Suzu something? Suzuha. Suzuha? Suzuha. <laughs> so like my take on Suzuha watching it back is like, she seems to be from the future. Either she's mm-hmm. physically come back or she's doing the the mind compression thing we see in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows things that will happen in the future, but maybe haven't happened yet. And her knowledge is imperfect. Yeah. So when she's saying that like um, uh, Kurisu works for CERN, I think that's because Kurisu works for CERN later on, but she uh-huh. doesn't now. So she's remembering, oh, you're the one that works for CERN. So like events that transpire will probably lead to Kurisu working for CERN. Okay. You got my mind going now. Like, or what if Suzu's from a different world line? Yeah, is where, that something like that. Where yeah. she did work for CERN. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean we'll get into it next episode, but like like I was saying, there's this sense that like she knows roughly what is going to happen, but she doesn't know the specifics of it. So it's not like she saw this and went back. She just knows the fallout. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me a bit of like um like Kyle Reese in the Terminator. What day is it? The date's well, May. Thursday. What year? Yeah. It's like I know the name of the person and roughly where they are and roughly mm. what date this thing happens, but I don't yeah. know exactly. I don't know really anything else about them, and I'm trying to make this thing work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, yeah, 12, 12 Monkeys, too, also kind of has Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was watching this with my bur- boyfriend for the first time, like a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, I think my problem was that I watch way too much TV and sci-fi <laughs> and horror, so, like, honestly, like, three seconds into the anime, I already figured everything out. <laughs> Ooh, it's the lorical powers. Yeah, so it was interesting to watch, but at the same time, it was a little bit, like, dull. Because it's like, yeah, and my boyfriend promised me all these plot twists and incredible events. Yeah, where are they? <laughs> See, I, I sort of figured something like what happens in episode 12 would happen eventually just because of the length of the series. Mm-hmm. But I kind of liked, I really liked the show mostly up until now because I just like the vibe of just these like bunch of no one really respects them scientists hanging out, making a time machine out of a microwave at an old television. And I found the whole, like, they sort of nailed the atmosphere of, like, what groups of people like that are like. Mm. Like, what a group of, like, young scientists is kind of like at that age. It's not not like this big glamorous laboratory where everyone's got all this massive, like, equipment and computers everywhere. It's just, like, someone's apartment. And, like, Mm. there's, like, a guy in the background eating pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's because, like, you know, as someone who was at university for, like, over a decade, like, that's kind of what it's like. And that's also why I was weirded out that they were, like, 18, 19 years old. Because mm. I'm just thinking, like, aren't you undergraduates? Like, why are you doing this? And it's like, oh, just, it's anime. I'll just hand wave it. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's sort of a debate about this show and whether, I guess, like, the first half is too slow and it's sort of like you have to, like, get through it and then it gets good or whether, like, the first half is sort of necessary to 
get the emotional stakes you need to really care about the second half of this show that that sort of gets mm-hmm. more plotty. Yeah. I, th- I think personally, I'm like somewhere in the middle that like, yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I also do think they could be tighter, but I think they sort of stretched it yeah, out to yeah, get it to yeah. 24 episodes or whatever it is. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of um, Primer, the movie, if anyone's seen mm. that, like a yes. really low budget movie about time travel. It's just about like fucking with consequences and what happens. Yeah. So like at, at the end of episode 12, when all that stuff happens that we'll get to, I was a bit like, I figured this was coming, but it's like, oh, is it going to be about this now? Because I, I kind of want to get back to just like weirdos sending bananas through a black hole. <laughs> like that was cool to me. Yeah. I wanted to spend more time uh, granting people's wishes like Ruka. Yeah. Like, yeah. What a, what a beautiful concept for this machine. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my only... Other observation about this episode was um, the pudding banter. I felt like it was an indicator of like their familiarity with each other now. Mm. Uh, they're, they're comfortable enough having that. I feel like that's pretty good character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's an anime. Someone wrote it. But like, there's a reason Makise is sticking around. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's completely unbelievable given Okabe's behavior that she's still here. Like she's very interested in the project, but she is enjoying some of the banter. She's had a few uh, opportunities now to like turn the tables and like lord something over him instead. And that's been very, I don't know, enjoyable for her. (laughs) So it was mentioned before, like they're not the most organized group like they don't do things by the book and it seems like makise likes that because she was talking about how much she loves experimentation and like okabe is so fast and loose uh like he's got stuff that works and he doesn't know why Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, but she seems to enjoy that environment yeah okay anything we missed okay we we saw moika again and had a very uh uh disturbing run-in with her where she really didn't say much but she did say memories and then Yes. Uh, uh, ran off uh, mm-hmm. when Mayuri blurted out the new secret to her, of course. Mm-hmm. This is recurring, like, um, question over who knows what, because they've established, like, in this episode and also the second one, that it's not just email. They can straight up send someone's memory back in time. Mm-hmm. So once they introduce that, it's like every time someone acts slightly suspicious, it's like, well, is it because something happened and they remember it? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's mm-hmm. generally my tip, particularly the Moika stuff. Like mm-hmm. Suzu, Suzuha, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's the scene with Moeka on the street. I, I kept thinking like, Okabe's just too loose about who he brings into their circle. Yeah. You know, like I vet someone more just to go out on a date with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is quite a bit more consequential. Yeah. I think it's his strength and his weakness. Yeah. Like his trust allows him to bring in the right people, but he doesn't have any good filters. So he also brings in the wrong people. Mm-hmm. He's been tr- he's been trying to keep it secret, right? It's always other people that are talking about time travel oh, in front of strangers. Yeah, I guess there is that. <laughs> yeah, Daru and uh who's the other yeah the two of them are just yeah. so yeah. happy to be part of it <laughs> uh and then we learned that makise's dad is a an asshole a very accomplished scientist who she's better at sciencing than and he couldn't take it not being the big man in the family anymore counterpoint yeah. Yeah. What if she started all of her emails with, well, actually. <laughs> you just grew up to be a reply guy. Awesome. Has anyone here seen Early Edition? 
Oh, this is an old, uh, not okay. sitcom, but an old TV show, right? An old TV show I remember. I think like five people remember it, and the two of them are us. <laughs> Where it was, it, no, it was this like high concept drama that was on that was just like about a guy who every day he got the following day's newspaper mm. delivered to him so he knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, that's why I really like the first half of the show because it's like, we have a time machine, but it just sends text messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that sort of limitation that it's like, you can't really do that much. If you want to alter something like super far in the past, you can't really do it. The best you can do is a pager. Mm-hmm. And so, oh yeah, this, this is like the interesting stuff to me. Yeah. Like it's those weird little limitations and like, you can't make big sweepy. It's like this butterfly effect thing where you can send one text and that can change things, but you can't like go back in time and like murder someone yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that's going to be the second half of the show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had brought up primer and I think, yeah, it is similar. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think one of the things both of them have in common is that like escalation and it starts yeah, off yeah. like a very slow escalation. And then it's yeah. sort of like, it's like an exponential curve where like mm, yeah. at some point things just start getting super crazy, super fast. Yeah. The other thing is like, is like primer is like the people that made it, like understood physics and theoretical physics and how time travel might actually work. Whereas this is like in the next episode, it's about, I wrote this down. You can compress your brain to four terabytes and send it through a tiny black hole into a phone. And then you pick up the phone in the past and the message is decompressed and goes out of a reverse black hole from the phone into your brain, (laughs) which is as far as I can tell how that works. Yeah. You know, the phones with the reverse black holes in them. Yeah. I mean, mine just has a regular black hole, but I'm trying to upgrade. (laughs) Oh, you need to get on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love my reverse black hole. (laughs) That's what Moika was trying to get, a different phone. Okay, cool. Any more thoughts on this episode before we go into the next one? No? Okay, cool. And Ben, you said you had a time limit. Yeah, I'm going to jump off here, but uh, yeah, nice to see y'all. And uh, good luck with the next episode. Luck with the baby. Great to see you, Ben. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Uh, I'm so glad he got to show up. He was really excited about seeing the two of you. That was fun. We made it work. Okay, cool. Uh, So let's see. Let's queue up episode 12. And this is called Dogma in Ergosphere. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. That's the most 2010s anime title I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody's ready. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Play. So they're inside an hourglass. And then very frustrating to me that we don't get anything else about that in this episode. <laughs> so it might as well be a dream sequence at this point. Is it a dream? I thought it was don't... a dream. Because I think it's a dream too, but then I can't discount that they might actually send themselves back 70 million years. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> they expand the technology exponentially. I, I do like, and I don't know if they'll do it, but I like the idea that... Um, if Okabe keeps rewriting his own past, he will just lose all ability to distinguish reality from dreams. Yeah. Because he'll have all these conflicting memories in his head. Yeah. Because he's already having problems. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To the point where one cryptic text message, he was like, oh my God, everything yeah. is unraveling. See, that's that's kind of what I mean about the first half of the show, because it's like, it's this like low key sort of question of like, if one thing in your life were different, Mm. how would everything change 
Mm. which to me is more sort of relatable as like a question because you're always wondering that you know like what if I didn't meet this person what if you know I went to this school instead of that school what if you know I passed this instead of failing it or something like that how would my life be different and that to me is like that's very relatable and very human in a way that like sexy cat suit assassin with machine guns isn't (laughs) 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 so I'm kind of sad to see that go yeah yeah because oh, something Sin and I talk about a lot is like Sin and I meeting is so completely random because we technically met through Sin's boyfriend who only, they went out because he had, she had a fallout quote in her dating oh. profile. And my dating profile was created by my coworker who was like, it's time for you to date. So she literally took my phone and created the dating profile that I filled out. And that's a job I took instead of taking another job, which I yeah, could have taken. Yeah, <laughs> so it was yeah. just like... Wow. And like, I don't get into any of this if I don't buy a PS4 at that exact time, which I almost didn't. Yeah. And then if that happens, I still don't get into like the From Software stuff unless I play Armored Core when I'm 14, which mm-hmm. only happens because I bought a magazine that had that demo disc on it instead of a different magazine. So oh, it's like, wow. If you go back in time and tell me to buy a different magazine, none of this happens. Wow. And then I don't get to meet you two either. Yeah. 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 And, like, I don't meet my partner if that doesn't happen, you know. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Yeah. 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 So thanks to me, Sophie made her, I met her partner. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's, <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, to that. it's thanks, thanks to, to, it's thanks to Euro Demo Disc something that that happens. But, and Todd yeah. Howard. And Todd Howard, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's, it's a quote from uh, pre-Todd Howard Fallout. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you wouldn't have known it without Todd Howard. There you go. <laughs> See, I also wonder if, like, is there going to be a reveal later on that none of this actually works at all? <clears throat> and it's no, and it's like CERN making them think it's working. Like, because mm. once you establish that degree of time fuckery, it's like, is CERN using this tech in the future? So they're going back to ensure it's invented in the past kind of deal. Mm. Mm. Oh, so it's just like a recursive loop. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, but are like, are they, are they like hijacking their tech to make sure that it works properly? Mm-hmm. Um, in order that the events transpire, like that's the sort of questions I start having now. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, watching this anime makes me appreciate Reborn yet again because oh, yeah. characters in Reborn change their clothes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Haru has a whole a whole costume thing happening. At some point, she mm-hmm. was a boat. Yeah. What else was she so Well, cool? since Sin, I have a, a reveal phone? for you. I have a reveal for you about Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. So you know how this is based on a visual novel, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Sin here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can install patches and mods, and there is an official one that makes them all cosplay. Lambo, every single one of them. <laughs> have we talked about... Because obviously we haven't heard the episodes yet because this is all being recorded before it's out. But, like, mm. have you talked about the John Tita thing being based on a real incident? Uh, it's come up, but if you got anything yeah. interesting, please. Nothing that you won't have brought up already. Okay. I'm looking at my notes, and I think we've talked over, like, a lot of this episode. <laughs> but I don't know what order I made my notes in. Because I've got a note on the pizza that just says, I also hate olives. But there's all this <laughs> other stuff, and I think we skipped that about Heidegger. Yeah, who the fuck is Heidegger? We got to mention Heidegger is a philosopher. Okay. No, he, his his um uh, seminal works called Being and Time. Being and Time. Being okay. Being and Time. Um, Sein und Zeit, I think. Mm-hmm. And he he was like, I'm not an expert, 
but he was very much about like how people relate to time that like rather than people having a fixed essence is that you're always temporarily recreating your essence as you go along oh that makes a lot of sense yeah oh my gosh communication they all need to communicate more that was the frustrating part of this nobody communicates and it's like but that was also the good they did the tension and the non-communication so well you feel anxiety the first time you watch well the the non-communication would make sense if they were a little more like worried about altering the past yeah because it's like i can't tell people these things but the thing with suzu is like Clearly she knows something terrible is going to happen, but she didn't know it was going to happen at that exact second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know what was leading up to it. She just hears like Cerna connected and she's like, shit, and just gets out. Mm -hmm. I like the choice of their literal faceless minions. Like it's not just masks, they're blank. Yeah. Everyone gets a Hawaiian shirt and a face mask except Moaka. Yep. (laughs) Who is cosplaying as the Baroness. (laughs) Yeah, she's dressed like the villain. Okay, so I have a prediction. I have to say it now before I I forget it. I'm sure we can all predict, like, you know, we've all seen this in some way or another a number of years ago, whatever. We can all predict that uh, Okabe will now use the time travel to save Mayuri, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, oh, Suzuha's abandoning them. But maybe Suzuha isn't abandoning them. Maybe Suzuha ran downstairs to turn on the CRTV monitor mm-hmm. because that needs to be on in order for Okabe to run over to the D-Wave, so presumably in the next episode, to send himself back. But also Suzu- Suzuha's whole thing is I'm looking for my father, mm-hmm. which implies like her altering the past in whatever way it's linked to the father. Okay. So like, like again, like I keep thinking about fucking Terminator and all the time paradoxes that throws up, but like, presumably she's from the future that is caused by what they're doing. Okay. Like that, that's like historical fact. Like CERN do show up. Mayuri does get shot. The three of them do get kidnapped. Uh, Kurisu does end up working for CERN, does do something terrible that's unspecified. That all has to happen, so she can't alter that, and I think that's why she just runs off. Because if she stuck around and actually tried to help them, she would avert the future that she's from. Okay, and this would cause a paradox. Yeah, and I think like it's something to do with with whoever her... Because I'm assuming her father is one of the main characters, and there's only two, <laughs> two male characters <laughs> yeah. could be. And uh, she shares a hair color with one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. So this episode, hard left turn, hard turn yeah, some yeah. direction. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I we I guess we should have been anticipating it because we hadn't had a major tone shift uh, this whole time, with the exception of maybe the creepy text messages he had received in two yeah, previous episodes. Yeah. Well, also the the murder of um, Kurisu in the first episode. Oh, yes. And yes. that's so easy to forget about, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. one moment and that's when the first email gets sent and things yeah. rewrite. But it's been so long. Oh, yeah. so do we think, oh, well, now I'm thinking that Suzuha was there to kill Kurisu. Possibly, because she does okay. she does hate her. Hmm. And that D-mail just throws everything off. There was a plan mm-hmm. and... Fucking Okabe is radically off plan now. Yeah. Suzuha seems to, she's like the Kyle Reese of this story. Mm hmm. She comes back and becomes her own mother. No, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's like the Carl. It's like it's like Terminator from the perspective of the people who invented Skynet, essentially. Yes. Which is the one version they haven't done after like nine sequels. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Untapped territory. Tap that sequel, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think they they're literally legally required to make a new Terminator movie every five years, or they lose their rights, or something like oh, that. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's like Ashcan films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the how they have to keep making Spider-Man movies, or the rights revert. Doesn't matter if it's good. Just get it no, out it's, there. Just, it's like the the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, The best Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) It sadly is. Yeah. So can I ask? Can I ask a time travel question? I don't really have a lot to contribute about this particular episode because it's just such a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why is the paradox thing a big deal? Like when I think about these like time travel things, I think about it from like an audio engineering perspective. Like we have a song that we've recorded and it's linear from A to B. And then I can do an edit. I can splice something out of the tape or insert something in. But even though you don't hear the history of all the changes, the changes still happened. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if time travel was real. I wonder if like somebody went in the past and undid something that was required for them being born. I don't feel like they would disappear. Well, it depends. It, it It's all theoretical. So it all depends on whether you think paradoxes matter in terms of time travel, because like there's no way to check this. Right. It's not mm-hmm. real. No. And one of those things is we don't know yet if this they've talked about. Uh, uh, Makise definitely has talked about different theories of time travel. Yeah. And even uh, Okabe was at that conference, like debunking some dudes uh, yeah, theories. Too, too, that, yeah. So I don't know if the show cares about paradoxes yet or not. Mm. From what we just talked about, it sounds like certain characters care yeah. about paradoxes. Yeah. Yusuha may care about paradoxes. It, yeah. Whether her fears are founded or not, we don't know. It feels like there's, there's two distinct kinds of time travel in the show at this point, though. Yeah. Because there's what, yeah, there's what Okabe is doing, which is just he's rewriting minor events in the lives of the people around him which Mm -hmm. he remembers because he has the reading Steiner. Other people don't realize that's happened. Like that's, that was the recurring thing of the first like 12 episodes. Like he would change, like when the John Teter books disappear and no one knows who John Teter is, but Okabe remembers. Mm -hmm. Time paradoxes aren't created. It's just like everything gets rewritten around Okabe and he remembers. He has these like slips where he's remembering an alternate reality. But it's not like a multiverse timeline thing. There's just the one and they keep, every time they rewrite it, that's the current version they have yeah whereas suzuha seems to like actually have physically come back from a different time in the future which is totally different to what okabe is doing so with her case it's not it's not a reading steiner thing like she's she's like kyle reese she knows she knows about this as a historical event so presumably okabe's time machine is like Either it's perfected or CERN hijacked the work he's doing and they make an actual physical time transportation thing in the future. So I think yeah. that's why Okibe and Suzuha are just reacting totally because they're doing completely different things with completely different results. Mm. And I think like it's entirely possible that within the universe of Steinsgate, like multiple people had already cracked time travel. It's just that Okibe's thing is he remembers that he altered the past. Whereas if someone who didn't have reading Steiner altered the past, they wouldn't think anything had happened because they just mm-hmm. interpret well, that's what happened. 
Right. You could chain, you could send a demail into the past that stops you from inventing the demail thing. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking more like according to how like the reading Steiner thing works. If some, if Okube had invented the time machine, had altered the past, um, like when he transforms Akihabara mm-hmm. and he didn't have reading Steiner, he would remember Akihabara as always being like that as everyone right. else would. So he would, he would view the experiment as not having worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Subjectively, nothing has changed. And I think, so it's possible that like actually all this time travel shit did work in the past, but no one remembers it working because reality got rewritten. So they, mm. they don't have a way of keeping a record of the previous reality. I agree. I think that yeah. Prangles is our sign that it has already happened. And DK Peppers. I just, I love Prangles is like, like the final shot in like the Twilight Zone episode where it's like everything's back to normal and then they look at the table and it's got Prangles <laughs> on it. This is like ominous fade out. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it was cool to learn that uh, Okabe has a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, specifically yeah. a dark side lightsaber because like he thinks he's a mad scientist that's mm-hmm. cute yeah. and it explains his teasing Makise for her Star Trek references mm-hmm. Suzuha we have another Rynet game and it's Suzuha versus Okabe and I wanted to read something into this oh yeah I tried doing that too like it just seemed like you know what is Suzuha trying to do? And maybe there is some, you know, microcosmic meaning there that Suzuha is acting without enough information. Like she's going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until some... Makise intervenes. Because something she says during the game is when in doubt, come at them with all you've got. Mm. Which seems mm-hmm. like she's brute forcing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, if your opponent is a shadowy organization, maybe a mega corporation, well, yeah. coming at them with everything you had, they have more. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which implies that like whatever her father does is significant and she's trying to get to him because he's the key to it. Mm, okay. Which is, again, one of the reasons like there's pretty much three male characters in, in Science game at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> There's the guy who runs the CRT shop who she's working for. Mr. Braun. Yeah. Mr. Braun. Yeah, so it's entirely, it could be him. It's not Okibe. We can pretty much say that. And then oh, there's Daru. Daru because they have the same hair. That's really cute. And we yeah. got confirmation from Daru a couple episodes ago that Daru helps moderate a time travel yeah. forum. I, I'm just, I'm thinking of it like, just from the perspective of this is a visual novel about time travel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's probably not the brown guy because he, he is too old. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know like within, within the reality of the show, he is 32, I think, which is what? Beyond, beyond the cutoff point of caring about a character in a visual novel. <laughs> so I figure like when I, cause we brought up that it's kind of like a harem dating thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there'll be a point where like, Daru, because he's, like, super horny for various women and, like, cosplayers and stuff, he'll eventually, mm-hmm. like, he'll land someone and that's the kid or it's Okube and some some other character who has the... Because my, my thought is, like, Okube um, Mayuri seems to be the pair they're going for or Okube um, uh, Kurisu. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't look like she would be the kid of either of those people. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's, like... Da- it's Daru or it's the guy in the CRT shop and that's why she's working for him. But then if that's true, why is she still looking for him if he's there? Yeah. 
unless like i guess the whole thing is she doesn't really know who her dad was yeah like why doesn't she know well i'm assuming it's like some post-apocalyptic shits going down and she doesn't like because you know she mentioned a couple of times like did they try to brainwash you did they try to torture you so clearly the future is very post-apocalyptic or whatever like not very good so her seeing her dad in the past she probably wants to see him during you know a better time and she wouldn't know what he looks like because yeah if if no pictures remained of him you know and stuff like that yeah it implies like he he died or like she was kidnapped at a very young age or something like that yeah and she says she on the episode that's the episode where they throw a party for her yeah she says oh, I'm going to find my dad. This is my last shot at it because I have some information I'm not revealing that I know a place and time that he will be. But other than that, I don't know what he looks like. Maybe she doesn't even know his name. (laughs) And on that night, uh, Okabe sends lies to Daru and keeps him from going to the meeting. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's yeah. so yeah. like a surgeon scalpel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I missed that. Okabe manipulated Daru? Yeah. So Okabe talks to Suzuha. Suzuha says that she's looking for her dad. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm going to a thing tonight. Mm-hmm. So after that, if it doesn't work out, well, then I'm going to leave Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Okabe says, okay, even if your dad doesn't show up, we're going to throw a party for you. So please come over. Mm-hmm. And Daru wasn't going to be at the party because he's going to moderate this in-person meeting of the time travel forum. Oh, And he's hoping that John Titer or someone else will show up. Yeah. But Suzuha, unbeknownst to her, is hoping that Daru will show up. Do we know what name that Daru uses on this group? I have no idea. Like, is it Barrel Teeter? Maybe it is. <laughs> it's possible. Teeter. Yeah, yeah. So, so Suzuha is John Teeter. <gasps> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because the whole John Teeter, like the real John Teeter, is like, I'm a soldier from the future who was involved in time travel experiments, and I'm going back. Mm-hmm. Which seems, she's not like super militaristic, but she does come across as like I'm someone with a mission. Mm-hmm. so i'm yeah that would make sense and like she's look um looking for barrel tita yeah it's this whole like there's there's like leaps of logic but it's down to like law of economy of characters yes because we kind of know who's in the show based on the intro yes they're not introducing anyone else as far as i can tell yeah you see this is why i figured that out about 30 milliseconds after yeah. suzuha was introduced yeah my boyfriend was not happy with my behavior while watching that <laughs> This actually, this, this reminds me a bit of uh, when we started watching Reborn together. It's like the reversal of roles. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because um, you were guessing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, guessing everything in the sense that the Reborn is just a series of shonen cliches. Jeez. And, you're, um, you're a series of shonen cliches. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I have no special oh. powers. No, but I'm also thinking of like, remember there was the, the series of episodes where, where Ipin, the horrible egg creature... Was in the introduction, and I'm like, I know that fucking thing is going to show up in an episode at some point, and I don't know when. So it was just this dreaded thing of like, when is the horrible egg showing up? Amazing. And they did, and their power was horrible, like gas that came out of them, just well. In honor of Makise, I'll make a Star Trek reference. Sin is like data, 
doing the Sherlock Holmes mysteries on the holodeck mm. solves them <laughs> in the first 30 mm. seconds. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll put that on my CV. <laughs> Uh, well, that brings us to a question I did want to ask uh, Sin specifically. In what ways is Steinsgate like Reborn? <laughs> <laughs> That's a trick question. Not ways, because nothing is like Reborn. It's oh, original media. Okay. The most high concepts out there. Yes, you don't even believe it yourself. So Reborn is like the story we send back in time to start all other stories. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Reborn is the real hero's journey. So they say that Go Nagai invented invented all anime like and manga uh, genres, but it was actually Reborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sent as a D-mail to Go Nagai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the did, did the pacifiers grant wishes or thing something? Probably. Okay. <laughs> okay. This this is what happened, right? We were talking about Reborn, and I was like casually mentioning, "Oh, this is like a weird slice of life show, but it goes for ages." And you mentioned that like. And then, like, as it's going on, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, since something that they do in these shows is, like, when they start to run out of ideas, they go back to the well of, like, uh, tournament arcs, secret Mm -hmm. societies running everything, Mm -hmm. uh, revealing stuff about the hero's parents, um, all this other stuff. And she's just, like, gradually sort of, like, (laughs) looking increasingly nervous as I'm sitting there predicting the entire plot of Reborn over, like, nine years. Like, like season just thinking, by season. <laughs> what, what does every shonen anime do at this point? <laughs> to the point where, like, I said, oh, is there a tournament arc? And you, like, pause it and said, are you sure you haven't seen this before? Have you been, have you, <laughs> you've been toying with me this whole time? Reborn <laughs> fan. All right. So we, I guess we should have seen Mayuri uh, uh, getting shot because she doesn't have a lab number. Yeah. Uh, she's still a hostage. And so she's the only person who's not a lab, or who who doesn't have a number. So she's the singled out person. Yeah, but I mean, also the visions of her dissipating. Yeah, the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Sure. So was that the original Maori that died? In the dinosaur age? I guess. Like, I didn't know what she was talking about, though, when she said, I know I'm the original Maori. I'm like, there's... There's no original. Like, we're not hopping to different multiverses. You're not going to meet yourself. Because it's not a multiverse thing. Like, that's the whole thing about the world line. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there's not. There's one universe. And when you change it, it just becomes that. Yeah. Because the other alternative is that the person who time travels goes to a new universe or yeah. other universe. And then that other universe, it just keeps going without mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I am glad that they established that early on, so that that was a neat way of doing, like, the time. Like, it, obviously, no story about time travel is going to be logically consistent. But mm-hmm. the fact that, like, they went, okay, there's one timeline, it gets rewritten, no one remembers it except this guy. I'm like, good, I'm on. I get it. That's how All it's right. going to work. Uh, I thought it was really cute that they, in the background, they bothered to have a bomb threat at, like, a train station, which stops all of the metros in the area. Yeah. And I would assume that's part of CERN's play here. They're like, we're going to shut down the city to make sure no one gets away. And then our death squad goes into uh, the FGL. See, pre pre me seeing the Prangles, Mm -hmm. I had assumed that CERN was the actual CERN because I'd only ever heard it spoken. Oh. So I'm thinking, oh, 
CERN is not this hardcore. And then I always know they're talking about CERN with an S. Yeah, yeah. Which is a similarly named but unrelated <laughs> related group that's, yeah. I don't know, like Nerve or something. Yes. Uh, the S stands for sinister. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was wondering, like, it, the whole parallel universe thing, like, does this end up in our world in CERN's nice and spelled with a C? Because <laughs> they, the, they mention the Hadron Collider, don't they, in the yeah. early episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Large yeah. Hadron Collider. Yeah, this is the, yeah. um, the Prangles of uh, physicists. Oh, my gosh. So pre-Prangles is now my favorite phrase to come out of this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, podcast. And I think that should be our uh, sign off when we do it. Prangles. <laughs> Pre-Prangles. Pre-Prangles. Because before we saw Prangles, we knew certain things about the show. Mm, but yeah. after Prangles, it's completely different. Pre-Prangles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any any more thoughts on this episode? I think mm. I got the things I wanted to talk about. I'm really enjoying it. Again, it's been 10 years and I've smoked a lot of pot in my life. So I don't <laughs> remember almost anything that's going to happen after this. Yeah. I haven't seen anything past 12. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just got to smoke this cat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That was quite yeah, a Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I've been super busy and I actually was only able to get up to episode 12. So yeah, I have not seen past this. Hmm. Uh, based on what you've seen, do you think you'll finish it? Um. Yeah, maybe not immediately, but I will. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, because I mentioned to you, like, I the reason this got delayed is mm-hmm. that I agreed to do it. And then in between then and now, I got all these other responsibilities. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I had to move it. That's okay. We made it happen. We did. Yeah. And we're yeah. very happy that you have responsibilities, things to do. It's really exciting. Do you want to do you want to mention what you're doing? Oh yeah, okay. Talk? So, um I am working on a local TV show now. Oh. Yeah. So um, cool. And it's a queer talk show that's hosted out of a TV studio here. <gasps> nice. And yeah, it goes to public access TV, but basically they put out a thing um saying they wanted to move it to YouTube. Okay. And I volunteered to help out because I knew some of the people who were involved and I ran a YouTube channel and I talked to them about it. And then uh, gradually I just kept being promoted (laughs) in terms of what my responsibilities were. So I'm now like the second in command of this whole thing. Dang. um, That's a consistent career trajectory for you. You know, Sin has you on as a guest once and then slowly you become (laughs) her partner on this. And now, yeah. Yeah, they want they want I am an I am a backup guest. I am a backup guest at some point if they can't get it. <laughs> the other the other most fucked up thing about it is the TV studio it's recorded in is directly opposite the place I filmed my graduating piece for film school. Oh wow. So I've just done a complete 360 and come all the way back in 10 years. That's fantastic. Yeah. And mm. now you know different things about yourself. It's a whole new journey. Yeah. This is New Game Plus. Yeah. <laughs> what is time travel if not New Game Plus? Exactly. <laughs> well, this is kind of a funny coincidence. Like, I might be on a talk show too, but not about yeah. queer stuff. It's about kink. Okay. So, but, you know, it is one of those shows that is in a studio with a camera crew and yeah, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird because, like, you think about, okay, on YouTube, like, even though you're getting a lot more people, it feels less... It feels more substantial to actually be in a studio with big cameras, even yeah. though it's like, okay, maybe 200 people will watch this, but 
mm-hmm. it feels so much more significant just yeah. because it feels like a real thing. Whereas, like, if I'm here and it's like 20,000 people, it just doesn't feel like much because I'm talking to a webcam. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure your opportunity came to you honestly. I've been dating the uh, host of the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, what can you tell us what it's going to be on or what now's the time for plugs, Blixa? Oh, I thought we were talking. Oh, it's called The Spread is the the kink show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a YouTube show, but uh, okay. I don't know how much she would want me to disclose. Okay. Because, it, you know, it is kink culture and she does have a day job that's very separate from that. Okay. We won't include any names. Okay. The names have been changed to protect the anonymity of the innocent. <laughs> yeah. This is a Christian podcast. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> On my Christian podcast? Uh, Sin, is there anything, uh, where can people find you? And, and um, is there anything people should be looking out for? you have any upcoming projects you're excited about? Well, both of us are on Sinclair Lore. Mm-hmm. The S stands for Sophie and Sin. How cute is that? It's <laughs> another one of the many time paradoxes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, we're going to do MD Geist soon. So that's very exciting. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. MD Geist, which we covered like three years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. You weren't there. No, though, four, so. four years ago. I remember four years mm-hmm. ago. We talked about MD Geist yeah. and Sin loved it so much. Oh, my God. It's he's so like. Good. You know what? We have to go back and we have to do it properly. I have to take more notes. Mm-hmm. We have to talk mm-hmm. about the sequel, MD Guys to Death to Force. Death Force. It's so good. You, I we have to talk about. The, we have to talk about the extremely hard to find comic book. Mm-hmm. Only Sophie has talk. it. It's the only copy in existence. We have to talk about the um, the further works of uh, Koichi Ohara. Yeah. 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 Mm. So uh, MD Geist, I remember walking by the uh, VHS covers in Blockbuster. Uh, you had to be a thousand times when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I did finally yeah. watch one of them uh, because of you two and uh, or because of uh, the channel, at least. And does not disappoint. A- amazing film. You'll never be the it, same. after. Yeah, it's, a, it's fascinating, like because you and Sin have come to MD Geist now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When like anime is kind of easily accessible, mm-hmm. but the whole point of like MT Geist has a massive hate them. What? Yeah, which was there because like when MT Geist came out, there were like three anime you could find. Mm-hmm. So people was like, you can watch Akira or MT Geist, <laughs> and MT Geist because MT Geist is like it's so like just eighties OVA. It's just, like, a bunch of random shit the director thought was cool. People just, like, murdering each other for no reason. The dub is fucking terrible. <laughs> but it's like it's like Akira and that, so everyone just developed this absolute seething hatred for MD, guys. That's like, why is it this? There's so many yeah. other... <laughs> It's just tribalism. Gosh. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a need to set a bar. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. that stuff, though. Like 80s OVAs, there's so oh, many that are like They're a combination amazing. of like Star Wars, Terminator, Alien. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All that shit. I love it. Is Sin and I watched one called Birth. Oh, it's my childhood cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, that was just like sexy anime girl on a scooter fighting robots that are shaped like balls. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like 45 minutes long. Not a great deal of plot. Just a bunch of shit they thought was cool. Very well animated. 
Yeah, I remember this was one of the first VHSs I got in the Soviet Union that were mm -hmm. translated into Russian by different voice actors and not like just one guy talking like this because he had to mask his voice. <laughs> I think this was illegal. I don't know. He was scared. Like, yeah. So this had a whole cast? This had like, because yeah, male and female voices. Because usually wow. it was just like, Amazing. yeah, it was, I was, I didn't know that existed. My mind was blown as a child. It's like watching your first color film, you know, exactly. like uh, your yes. brain opens up. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, I find myself increasingly having conversations with people that are like my age or slightly older about mm -hmm. like before anime was everywhere, what were like the four things that you saw? And it'll be really weird because like I grew up watching, do we know Tekkenman Blade? Yes. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh! I grew up watching the English dub of Tekkenman Blade which I don't think is even available anymore. I don't think it was shown anywhere other than Australia and the UK. But yeah, when I was like 11, 12, Tekken and Blade was like on in the mornings. And I did not realize that was significant. And like Saban did a ton of them. And Saban is so litigious and so obsessed with maintaining copyright that like yeah. there's all these Saban dubs that like people in various regions grew up watching that they swear they saw and you cannot find anywhere because Saban's like, if you upload a nanosecond of this, I'm striking your account. Yeah, they're the CERN of yes. uh, <laughs> anime distributors. Saban's going to break in here and shoot me for uploading Bob in a Bottle. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Tokusatsu. Yeah. Yes. yeah, jeez. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, this is really lovely. I do want to respect everybody's time. Thank do you. you, uh, do either or both of you have a recommendation if people are enjoying Steins Gate? Uh, is there something you would put on their plate? Sim? Okay. I have one that's not reborn. Uh, oh, you okay? Well, you do know my job is closing down soon. So maybe yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Lapse of judgment, but there's a movie called Coherence. I don't know if y'all okay. seen it. Oh, that's okay. familiar. Yeah, it's really good. It has some like weird stuff. But the best part about the movie is when you watch it, you're like, this is the acting is like, it's not high budget, right? But the acting is like, there's something about it that's really good. There's real and you can sense like real shock or or something in the actress. Mm. And turns out, do you know how it was filmed? It was filmed over like a short period in like the director's house. And what he would do is he'd be like, uh, my actors would have assignments. So I'd give one actor, your assignment is to leave the house. But then another actor's assignment is prevent this person from leaving. And they would like have to act it out and improvise. Oh, yeah. People yeah. didn't know what each other's assignment was. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. It's oh, wow. very surprising to them too. Wow. That's interesting. Um, is it about time travel? Like, is it, what's the Steinsgate connection? Mm, it's not, it's like weird. It's not time travel, yeah, but yeah, it is like, yeah. ooh, yeah. Mm, appropriate for spooky season. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sophie, anything? Are you piggyback um, on we brought up We brought up Primer and Early Edition already, I guess. Yeah. So um, I'm going to dovetail this. Uh, back to Sin and I's interests, which is okay. if anyone gets a chance to play Deracine, which I know <sighs> not a lot of people will because it's a PSVR exclusive game, mm -hmm. but that actually is similar in some ways to what I was saying about the early Steinsgate stuff, where it's like time travel, but instead of it being a big complicated time paradox Terminator thing, it's just if you went back and you changed one thing, 
mm-hmm. what, how would that affect the world that you lived in now? So Deracine is about like very, very short hops back in time to change one thing. And it's all contained within like about a dozen characters total in one building. And it's like, if you just went back and you like, instead of like a flower dying, a mouse died or something like that, like how would that then alter the future? Hmm. And it becomes this like endless sort of like, I'm trying to go back, I'm trying to fix it, but something else broke to fix something else. Yeah, but that that's much more of a horror thing than a science fiction thing. Mm. Yeah, Deracine is one of those things where, like, um, we have this complicated relationship with Hidetaka Miyazaki where (laughs) every, like, so often he'll make something and you'll think, like, I think you've run out of ideas. But then (laughs) he'll make something like Deracine and it's, like, clearly he actually has this massive reservoir of things he wants to do that are, like, weird and eclectic and interesting and personal, but he's, like, shackled to these, like, big ARPGs. Um, and yeah, you yeah. get the feeling, like, mm-hmm. he just wants he wants to make a visual novel, but they won't let him. He has to make <laughs> Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, any any last words of business? Everybody, everybody I'm cool? I'm good. Okay. Okay, are we ready? Pen. Pen. Pals. Part man, part machine. The 600 series had rubber skin. We spotted them easy. But these are new. They look human. Sweat, bad breath, everything. Very hard to spot. I had to wait till he moved on you before I could zero him. Look, I am not stupid, you know. They cannot make things like that yet. Not yet. Not for about 40 years. Are you saying it's from the future? 